Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Somebody shout hallelujah. All right, you may be seated. Praise God. Uh, please, as you listen to me, try not to listen to my accent. I don't even have accent. You all have accent. I don't have one. Who has accent? Me or you? How many of you are around for transform? Did you see what they did to me on the... I will never forgive Uganda for doing that to me. The guy was asking me to talk, and I was talking, and he was saying, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I was thinking, ah, don't you understand what I'm saying? And I realized he was just listening to my accent. <laughs> I appreciate it. This is a lovely place. Uganda is a very um, welcoming society, welcoming people. I mean, I, I don't tell the Kenyans that I said this, okay? But I arrived first in Nairobi. And when I got to the, uh, the immigration, they were like, what do you want? How long are you staying? I was like, ah, are we fighting? <laughs> <laughs> so, the next day we flew into Entebbe, right? Is that what you call it, Entebbe? And then the guy saw me and he said, oh, welcome to my country. So I turned to my friend who's a Kenyan. I said, you see, that's how to welcome people, okay? <laughs> so I love you guys. Put your hands together for yourselves. Hallelujah. Always smiling, always embracing. I mean, you guys are the, the, the real deal. You, you represent what Africa is all about. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm excited to be here. Um, I, I thank God for connecting me with um, Mose and Ari. Thank you so much for having me, sharing your pulpit with me. I do not take it for granted. How many of you, um, you know, after I hung out with him, in my place, they call us, they, you know, Nigeria, we... We like titles a lot. Praise God. So, so I, am, I, have member, I have leaders who have never called me by my name in their entire life. So I sent them a chat. I said, I want, us, I want to start calling me Noel. They said, Tufiakwa. <laughs> so we're having an ongoing argument and discussion right now. Uh, you know, praise God. You know, but I've, I've been so blessed, so impacted. If you're in transform, you cannot remain the same. I've been around for transform. It's just, can we put our hands together and celebrate God's servant, Mose and Ari. Thank you so much. I celebrate you. Hallelujah. Um, Pastor Mose was talking about the CD. Um, and, you know, over the years, I found out that not too many things are important. A lot of things look important. And life is not complicated. Life is simple. It's not easy. Simple is different from easy. But it's simple. It's not easy, but simple. There are just a few things. You can count on your fingers. 20 years of ministry, I can tell you that you can count on your fingers the, mo the most important things in life. You know, um, things like faith, believing, and speaking. Those are very critical things. You can deal, knowing how to pray, for instance. Some people don't know. So the how-to of Christianity, the how-to of the kingdom, is an area that God has um, used me to um, enlighten a lot of people. God has given me a lot of revelation along those lines. Because when I got born again, I got born again into um, a movement at that time. We call it a holiness movement. And it was full of the thou shall not. Some of you know the thou shall not. What are the thou shall not in life? Thou shall not commit adultery. Amen? Thou shall not go to club. Thou shall not respond when somebody goes on the road. You guys don't know what that is. When a, when a lady is doing that, they're like, S -s 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 -s. thou shall not respond. So we knew all the thou shall not. And those thou shall not are the way the world usually, that's how they advance their life. So a lot of the led to marriages in the world. A lot of people met in clubs. So we knew that thou shall not. We still want to arrive. How many of you still want to get married if you're not married here? But nobody tells us the thou shalt for our own kingdom. 
How do we go about these things? So I began to study along these lines, and God gave me a lot of revelation along that. So I came up with several teachings. One of them is how to attract a spouse. And I, like, I, like Pastor Moses said, if you, if you practice these things for one year, you'll be fighting off people who are attracted to you. You'll say, don't come to me again. Don't talk to me again. <laughs> you know? Have you ever wondered why actors, musicians, um, pastors, always have people falling in love with them? Why? It's one of the keys to attracting your spouse. Stay in your area of strength. Stay in your area of strength. Whenever all of you are encountering me right now, I'm looking my best. I'm talking. I'm doing what I do best. That's your first encounter with me. So why won't you go, oh. But this is not all of me. I have some sides that, you know, praise God. But that's not what you encounter. So, so always stay, hang around your area of strength. That's one of the, you know, discover, accept, package, present, the DAP principle. All right. So an, another, another thing in the CDs is how to stay attracted to your spouse. So for those of you who are married, increasing your income. I love how to, how to overcome addiction by the power of grace. See, grace doesn't make us sin. Grace delivers us from sin. Am I correct? How to overcome addictions. And it's not by guilt and condemnation. If guilt and condemnation can help you overcome addiction, God will be the one giving it to you, not the devil. The fact that the devil is the one that brings guilt and condemnation tells you it cannot help you. Somebody say, I hear. And then, the laws of life. Many years ago, God spoke to me in the midst of a lot of, I just took over as pastor, a lot of my people were going through issues. Progress was difficult. A lot of issues were going on. And I was just a young pastor, 2002, 2003. And I started asking God, how can I help people advance in life? In one encounter with him, he said to me, he said, life transcends the mundane. Teach my people the laws that govern life that they may live. And over like a week, he gave me certain principles I'll share one or two of them with you. There are five of them in all I usually share. In these messages, I was, I'm able to take two sermons on each of the laws. And I hope you are able to um, get for yourself and get for other people. Praise God. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you for revelation knowledge to dawn upon our hearts. I ask that you will speak through me. I'm asking you specifically for thoughts and words from you to flow through me so that by the time we're done, everyone here can boldly say that they've heard from God. In Jesus' mighty and precious name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Every time I look at myself and I'm looking at the Bible, I'm looking at the Word, I see the picture that the Bible paints. I see the image that God tells me that I am. Some scriptures, some passages of the Bible are amazing that describe me. My identity, according to the word, is almost difficult to accept to be true. In fact, that's why the gospel simply means almost too good to be true news. Let's look at, just think about some of them. Imagine a statement like this, as he is. So are we in this world. Think about, you know, sometimes we can get so used to certain phrases and certain expressions that we don't think deeply about it. As he is, so are we. Not so we will be, not so we were, but so are we right now in this world. In fact, the Bible says, herein is love perfected. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment. That word judgment is crisis. Where you get the word actually crisis from. So it's in the day of trouble. In the day when there's a shaking. You can have boldness. And this is what love has finished. That word perfected means completed. And when you, when you finish something and you go your hand like this. You know, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. This is how love, what love has finished. So that we can have boldness in the day of judgment. That as he is, so are we in this world. So when you face trouble, 
It's not a time to beg God to come and do something. Because as he is, so are you. You see, if God showed up to come and help you out of that situation, if God showed up to do that, what will God do? Let's say that you are in a boat and the winds and the waves rose up against you and you called on Jesus to show up and Jesus personally shows up, what will he do? Talk to me. It's not a trick question. What will he do? Just, just say it. What did he do? The one that we knew about. He spoke to the winds and the waves. What do you think he would have done? Do you think he will go there like, you know, Jackie Chan? No. I wonder what people expect God to do. God will come there and he will speak to it. But as he is, so are you in this world. Why does he need to come and speak to it? In the word of a king lies power. Am I talking to anybody in the house? So you can do the speaking. Am I talking to anyone? I'm, I'm trying to wake you up to the reality of your capacity. Am I talking to anyone in the house? So, so you look at Jesus and the way he functioned. He said, the father is in me and I'm in the father. He understood his oneness with God. He understood his oneness with the father. That what makes the father the father is what makes him him. That he shares, Bible says, he that is joined to the Lord, help me someone, is one spirit with him. One spirit, one spirit, one spirit with him. And you look at the life of Jesus and you notice Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, he never prayed the kind of prayers most Christians pray today. Jesus never went, winds and waves coming at his boat, he never went, Father, oh God, is this the end? Is this how I'm going? Or he never said, oh God, but you told me. You know, we do that one a lot. But God, you told me that I will die on a cross. This doesn't look like a cross. <laughs> oh God, this is not the vision you showed me. And that's the way we talk to God today. Oh God, you did not. Oh God, this is not what you showed me. Like, like there's something God is going to do that he has not done. But God has given all things that pertain to life and godliness. Is it about blessing? He has blessed already with all spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Is it healing? By his stripes we were healed. Not going to be healed. This is our reality. So you check Jesus' life and you find out that he dealt with situations. He did a lot more of talking to things as God than he talked to God about things. So he faced the wind and the waves. He spoke to it. One time he came across a tree. And, and this is what amazes me. This is what I, people say when I get to heaven, I am going to, I'm, I want to see Paul, I want to see David dance, like David dances and all that. I just, when I get to heaven, I want to look at Jesus in the face and say, man, you are something else. You know, because look at this. He, he came across a fig tree that didn't have fruits and he went to the fig tree and started having conversation with it. Bible says he answered and said, so the fig tree spoke to him. He answered and said to the fig tree, no man shall eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And the disciples heard it. He said it, and he was talking to the fig tree. He didn't say, Father, curse it. No, he spoke to the fig tree. So he goes away, comes back later, and then the disciples saw that the fig tree had withered. And what did they say? They said, oh, Jesus, look at the fig tree. You cursed it as withered. Now, if he was a typical man of God today, particularly African man of God, sorry I said that, but you know, we know ourselves. But like the, the Nigerian one, don't tell them I said this and then I'm leaving the CDs here. Praise God. He, they would have, he would have, if he was one of those men of God, you know men of God. There, there's man of God, that's the one we all are, but they are men of God. <laughs> if he was one of those men of God, he would have said, uh, Peter, why are you, you know, did you not know who I am? Why are you shocked? Now, see, when you enter into the realm that I'm operating, when, when you come into the ecclesiastical dimensions of the preposterous manifestation of divinity in a divine way, when you arise to my level, then you may be able to curse the leaf on the fig tree. 
No. He said, he, he turned to Peter and told, made Peter understand that he didn't do anything special. He said, Peter, just have the faith of God. And whosoever will say. So it's not just Jesus saying, anyone can do what I just did. Am I talking to anybody here? Anyone can do what I just did. One time, he was in the, the, the one I talked about, the, the boat and the wind and the waves. And then the Bible says they, 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 they were shocked. And they said, oh, you must be son of God. You must be so mighty. You know, because of you, you spoke to the winds. Even the winds and the waves obey him. And the Bible said, this is what gets my attention. Pastor Jesus Christ marveled. Hey. Now, I understand that you are maybe... You want to make them come to your level. But to be shocked that somebody in a boat that was going to be swallowed was afraid. You were shocked that he's afraid. <laughs> there are two different wavelengths. Two different levels of... Am I talking to anyone? Two different levels of thinking. It's one thing to say, no, let me teach you how to come. But to be shocked and angry at them That they should have done the speaking to the winds and the waves instead of disturbing his sleep. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, go read your Bibles. Not one time did he go, Oh, Father, please. Oh, Father. Oh, God. You know, in my country, there's this archbishop called, you know, he's passed on now, Archbishop Benson Idahosa. One time, some witches. We're going to have, the, they went on TV and announced that they were going to have a conference in Benin City. International conference. They put the announcement in the, on TV. He went and also took an, paid for an announcement and said the meeting has been canceled. <laughs> so, the witches heard that the meeting had been canceled. Like, who canceled the meeting? So they went and found out that the archbishop had canceled them. He had paid for another, another. And then the TV guys now brought them together and said, okay, let's talk this out. And it was a live TV show. And then, so they were talking. And he said, the, 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 the witch guy said, there's no person that can stop us. Not even God can stop us from having this meeting. And archbishop sat down there and said, who is talking about God? God does not need to come and stop the meeting. Archbishop is here. Someone say, oh, that is pompous. Ah, no, no, no. You're mistaking humility for humility. Yeah, it's an, I coined the English. But there are two different things. Humility is not humility. When you are like, you know, oh, oh please, that's humility. True humility is accepting who you are. Not overestimating yourself, but not underestimating yourself. Am I talking to anyone in the house? When I think of who we are in Christ, you know, the Bible says, and the text that I, I started with in the first service, and let's, in fact, let's read it again. Sometimes I just, I, they were asking me if I had scriptures I wanted to quote. I said, I just quote them. You look for them and project. Praise God. John chapter 1 and verse, so let's read one. John chapter 1 and verse 16. Let me know when I have 30 minutes, when I have 20 minutes, and when I have 15, like that. Till I'm done. I want us to read this together. Read it from, the, from your heart. Everybody looking up there. Let's read it together. Ready, go. And of his fullness... We have all received grace for grace. This is your reality. We didn't receive part of him. We received of his what? Fullness. I gave an example for lack of a better one. In my country, we eat beans very well. Praise God. I was glad when I came, one of the, I think it was the lunch we had, there was beans. You know, and I, you know, I tasted it. It was nice. It was nice. Uh, I just didn't have pepper. Praise God. <laughs> I don't know what you guys have against pepper in this place. Amen. Pepper, pepper is good for you. 
you know, it shows you that, praise God. <laughs> okay. So, but in my place, when we cook beans, there's usually, no matter how you cook it, if you use a pot to cook the beans, there's usually different tastes based on where you scoop the beans from. Bottom pot is usually the sweetest. If your beans is not like that, you don't know beans. <laughs> so, just take it from me. All right. The side pot, the side of the pot is second. The top of the pot is usually not the best. So, but here, here's what I'm saying. If I scoop some beans from that, watch this, this scripture. If I scoop some beans from that pot and I put it on a plate, if I can taste something in the beans, a part of that beans in the pot, that I can't taste in the plate. The plate has not received the fullness of the pot. But if everything I can taste, whether it is bottom pot, side pot, top pot, every flavor I can pick up from this pot can be found in the plate. Quantity may be different, but I can boldly say of the fullness of the pot, the plate has received. The Bible says of the fullness of him, we have all received and grace for grace. So there is no dimension you find in God that is not existing in you. So if you are talking about wisdom, the Bible says Christ has been made unto us wisdom. So all this, you know, we used to, back then we used to sing some songs when we, when we want to ask God for what to do. Speak it to me, Lord Jesus. Me need to hear from you. If you no speak, Lord Jesus, me no know what to do. Everybody says, speak it to me, Lord Jesus. We, have some, we had some lovely songs that didn't make sense. Now there's nothing wrong with saying God speak to me. Don't get me wrong. I'm saying that this place where you expect to live in confusion because you think you are, you are, you don't know who you are. You see, wisdom dwells in your spirit. Wisdom resides inside of you. Now, it's not yet in your mind, and you need to sometimes spend some time praying to get what is on the inside, am I correct, to come into your mind. And all of a sudden, you know what to do, you know how to do, you know when to do, you know where to do, you know with whom to do. Because you spend some time praying. Am I talking to anybody? But something happens when you know that I'm not praying to get. I'm praying to release. Yeah. Have you ever been to the bank and made a withdrawal? When you're making a withdrawal, that's not when you got the money. That's when you took the money. Am I talking to anyone? Nobody goes to the bank and goes to the cashier and says, please now. That's, that's Nigerian for you. I beg, now beg, I take beg you. I beg, I beg. I beg, just give me some money. You don't do that at the bank. You don't plead. You don't beg. In fact, let me tell you something right now. Any discourse with God that you come at pleading, trying to convince him to do, you're already on the wrong footing. You see, oh, help me, Jesus. I have not even gotten to the laws of life yet. Are you getting blessed? Can we just go with the Holy Ghost? All right. Anytime you are pleading, oh God, please, oh God, please, you're already, you're, you're treading, you're going towards the wrong direction. Why? Think about me. I'm a father. If you came to my house, see, when you're pleading and pleading and trying to convince God to do, you are insulting his fatherhood. I will explain to you. I'm a father. If you came to my house and my son came to my house, came to, me, came to my room and said, oh, my auspicious earthly father I do humbly beseech thee I beg of thee and I say what what is it he says relax I'm still coming oh you that killed a lion with one hand oh you who is the king and the lord and, uh, and I, saying all that with a, we can worship God but not that we're trying to convince him to do so he says all of that and I'm waiting I'm like, so tell me, he says I wish that thou even will permit that I thy servant can have breakfast this morning <laughs> you will go if, I, if you are there, you, your attention will move from him to me you will say bad father 
you will say bad father. And that's me. My son doesn't talk that way. The problem I have now is keeping him from eating everything in the house. <laughs> he doesn't talk that way. When he, he doesn't approach me that way. He's not in the trying to convince me mode to do what is already his right and privilege. Am I talking to anyone in the house? But, but watch this. If that's me, who is an earthly father, I became father because I had children. God is the only person who was father before he had us. He was, he was called father. Fatherhood to God is a nature, not a position. God's nature of fatherhood made him have us. Am I talking to anyone in the house? He said concerning us and himself, he said, if you being evil know how to give good gifts, how much more your heavenly father. So he's saying that the best of us fathers compared to him is evil. We have a lot of mindsets we need to change about God. We have a lot of mindsets. Someone says, oh, I was praying and I slept off. God is angry with me. Are you kidding me? When you were talking to your kids at night and they slept off, did you pour hot water on them? What did you do? Oh, kuti, kuti, puti, puti. <laughs> and the next morning, you continued the discussion. We have received of his fullness and it is grace. That fullness we have received is the grace for all grace. Is the grace. There is a grace for grace. There is a grace. There is the grace of God that is for every other grace. The receiving of his fullness, the impartation of his very life is the grace for all grace. When he gave us that life, he gave us the capacity for every other thing we want to see. And the moment we learn how to function with that life and operate in that life, Bible calls it walking in the light of life. When we learn to function and operate with the knowledge of how that life operates, we can produce every other favor that we are looking for. It is the grace for grace. It's all through scripture. Those who are receiving abundance of grace... If you check the, the, the Greek re rendering there, it's abundance of grace of the gift of righteousness. I, I don't have time to go into a lot of the theology there. But of, of the, the grace that proceeds from being made righteous. Amen. Because of what he has done to us. That's what God did. What God did for you and I is to take his life and impart into us. And then told the world to watch out for us. Wow. Told your world to watch out. And it's allowing you to, like a child, learn how to function. Just like a child has the same legs. He has two legs. You have two legs. One head, one head, two hands, two hands. But you have learned how to function because you've been functioning over the years. And that child may, may fall, but he has the same capacities. Am I talking to anyone? But then he learns and builds that capacity and learns to function like you function. And that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. If I bring a monkey and I take of the human life and somehow, unless I'm able to do it, I go, woo, 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 and the monkey suddenly is now a human being. I don't have to do another favor called talking like a human being. Because by making it a human being, I have released capacity to talk like a human being. He needs to learn to talk like a human being. But I have released the capacity. There's now a journey he has to go through. But the capacity is now there. No matter how much you teach a monkey to talk like a human being, they can never be human. But when you impart humanity, they will end up talking like a human being. God imparted life. Am I talking to you? You carry. So when you hear things like, as he is, so am I in this world. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. There's a fullness that we have received. So when I, when I, when I began to explore these things and look at them and see these realities in scripture, I found, I found 
a disparity between what the Bible says is my identity and what was my experience. And I said, God, what's the connect? How do I, how do I go from this is what the Bible says I am and the, where I should be functioning. But this is what I'm experiencing. And I told some stories of how I came about these laws of life. But God began to teach me the principles that he operates by. Jesus, all through three years of ministry, kept on saying the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, as if a man should cast it into the ground. He kept teaching us how the kingdom functions. How the kingdom functions. You see, because capacity must know how to operate. Am I talking to anybody? There is a way that God, when God saw the heavens and the earth, when God created the heavens and the earth, it was not without form and void. But the Bible says, the, Greek, the Hebrew word there says, and the earth became without form and void. So when God showed up and saw that the earth and heavens he had created had become without form and void, what did God do? Now, did God fight Chinese with it? No. What did God do? You see, because that life has how it operates, how it gets things done. One of them is the law of faith. That if you will believe something in your heart and say it with your mouth, it has to come to pass. So he looked at the, the, the whole scenario and first thing he said was, let there be light. And there was light. And the light was good. And then one after the other, he kept speaking. He kept speaking. He kept speaking. So I'm here. I have this same life. I have this same life that he has. What great love the Father has bestowed on us that we are called the sons of God. We are called the people with the same DNA as God. I have these same capacities inside of me. And I'm watching my Father who, has, who is the ancient of days. He's been around for so long. He knows how to operate this life. And I'm watching him use this life to create things. He spoke light and light began to function. That's not the sun or the moon. That came on the fourth day. Hallelujah. It was the light of his very being that he released and then he began to speak to things and, and I'm learning I'm saying oh so that's how I do it that's how I do it so when I want to see something I don't cry and beg and plead no whosoever shall say to this mountain be thou removed be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt shall, but shall believe he shall have whatsoever okay so so I'm asking myself what am I saying what am I believing what am I speaking what am I allowing into my spirit that is forming my belief system and what am I saying what am I speaking how am I talking am I saying that it's over it's, it, 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 it's ending I am failing I am falling or am I saying what the word of God says about me do I embrace the fact that in the word of a king lies authority. Another one of those laws is the law of the inner image. Because the Bible says when he spoke to those, to the earth that was often and void and began to create, every, every time something he spoke came to pass, the Bible says it was good. That tells you something. That tells you that there was an inner image that was compared you can't say good unless there is a mark. Is five good or not? Is 20 good? Is 100 good? So I say 100 is very good. Is 100 better than five? You're you having a difficulty answering because you need me to give you the yardstick. 100 over 1,000 is not better than 5 over 6. <laughs> Am I correct? Alright, so in order to say something is good, there is a yardstick. There is an image you have that you are comparing with what has been created and you are saying it is good. Am I correct, somebody? Alright, so God operates that principle of the inner image. That principle says, as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. That principle says, as in water, face answers to face, so the heart of a man reveals the man. That principle says that guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. The inner produces the outer. What is going on on the inside? How you think, as he thinketh. Think about these two verses of scripture. As he is, so are we. As he thinketh, so is he. 
So as he thinks, as he is, so am I in this world, tells me of my capacity. But as I think, so is my experience, tells me of what my experience will be. So I am limited by the way I think. Unlimited capacity. Limited by my inner image. I struggled with that inner image for a long time. It was the number one thing that kept me in poverty. I, I, I grew up in poverty. I, you know, there are different kinds of poverty. One of my, someone, someone was talking to me a few days ago. He said, in Africa, you know, one of, your, one of the good things you guys have is poverty. Hey. I said, you can say that because when you guys from Onyibo land, okay, Muzungu, Muzungu land. Muzungu, right? What do you guys call Onyibo? Muzungu. So you've heard Onyibo before, right? Okay. When you, when you say, oh, I'm poor, is that you didn't have fuel to put in the car or you, that you, the two cars you have. <laughs> when we say, I'm poor, is that I'm, I'm not eating for three days. <laughs> and believe me, Church planting is not being expedited by poverty. <laughs> we were poor. One day I was walking the road and I was so hungry. Then people just started, everybody, I don't know what happened. They just, like someone said, go. They all just started doing this. Tilting this way. And I was like, why are they all tilting this way? Till I fell into the gutter. You'll get it tomorrow morning. <laughs> so while they were bending, I thought they were bending, I was the one falling. <laughs> Out of hunger. We were so poor that one, <laughs> one poor guy, poor man living in one room apartment. He had three children with a wife in one room. Not apartments, forget the apartment, one room. They call it, Nigeria, they call it face me, I face you. <laughs> you have one long corridor, then you have this, and you have this. Rooms this way, rooms this way, and different people, different families rent different rooms. And one guy who couldn't afford to live in an apartment gave me advice on how to prosper. <laughs> when you are so poor that poor people give you advice, you are, you are not poor, you are poor. So poor, we couldn't pay attention. Because everybody should be able to pay attention. But why you can't afford to pay attention? <laughs> Can I complain that we were so poor? He said we were not, under, we were not at the bottom of the barrel. He said we were under the barrel. The barrel was on top of us. I'm telling you, one guy came to me. I said, Pastor Noel, I've suffered. I said, what have you suffered? He said, you know, I've not eaten since yesterday night. I laughed. I said, welcome, you have suffered. Uh, let's compare suffering. <laughs> and the thing that kept me, and thank God, I praise him every day. The thing that kept me at that place was not that I didn't have capacities. It was I had a way of thinking. I had a way of thinking. All my friends, none, not, nobody around me had a level, a level of operation that I desired to operate in. I knew that I had problems with the way I am thinking. See, because it's not, the Bible says, as he thinketh. So it's not what he thinketh, it's as he thinketh. It's not just what you think, but how you think. How? How you think is different from what you think. You can think anything at any time. You can think five billion US dollars now. Just think five billion. Everybody just imagine it. Five, zero, zero, zero. Go ahead with me. Close your eyes, see it. Zero, zero, zero. Zero, zero, zero. That is what you are thinking right now. But that doesn't say how you think. So let me tell you how you think. So pastor says, I want someone to give what's a hundred of five billion? Fifty million, right? Right? I want someone to give fifty million Ugandan shillings of fifty million dollars. And immediately you know he's not talking to you.
that one is how you think. Your mind has left the discussion. You are waiting for the message to end. You are waiting for, okay, the choir will come after this, so we're going to, you know, and all that. You're already thinking, okay, I'm going to get home. I'm going to watch uh, this movie. I'm going to, uh, he's not talking to me. 15 million what? <laughs> but you know, we all, and, see, and those things limit the capacity we've been talking about, the fullness that we have. And you know we can all change it. And let me quickly give you how to change it. Very simple. I did a lot more in the, in, the, in the teachings, but very simple. Two things that you need to change the inner image. And you need to keep, don't say I've arrived. Nobody arrives. You need to keep doing this. Every year I evaluate myself and I make adjustments. Every year. Two things. Information, association. Information, association. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ears to my sayings. Incline your ears. Incline your ears. Incline. 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 To incline. To incline means that I am turning my ears away from some things to listen to something else. I can't be hearing everything and say I inclined. So there's some things, what are the things you are refusing to hear? Do you have things that you don't listen to? Because they do not agree with the fullness. Do you have things, some songs you don't hear? Not because God will kill you if you listen to those songs. Sometimes people always say, is it a sin to listen to this song? A sin to that? I came to, you know, Uganda and I wanted to change some money. And the guy said, do you know Davido? I said, no. <laughs> he said, are you a Nigerian? I said, yes. He said, so he started telling me a story. He was, he was describing Nigerian singers and what they ate for breakfast. He had more knowledge of them than me. And I, I didn't have the lever to tell him that that's why he's where he is. <laughs> when I'm done, I went out my car, I'm going back to Nigeria. You can't touch me. <laughs> Let me take five more minutes, please. You're listening to everything. Take everything in. You are not inclining. Incline means you turn your ears away from some things. And you focus on some things. You hear them again and again and again and again and again and again. You see, people try oftentimes to, to do things. We, we do a lot of doing. I thank God at this place that you are taught a lot about the love of God and grace and all that. And you know that it's not as much the doing as it is the believing. And sometimes even the believing, we have made it into a doing. Someone say, what are you doing? Believe. <laughs> I believe God. I believe God. I believe God. Ah. Or we have this one, I'm believing God. If somebody came to you and says, you tell him, um, I'm a man. He says, I'm believing you. <laughs> You'll be like, hello. You either believe or you don't believe. We all we have this. Uh, I'm believing. I'm believing. If you go to a mango tree and you find a mango tree going, uh, uh, and you say, "What are you doing?" Say, "I'm trying to bear mango fruits." Because something is wrong with you. Are you the only mango in the world? No, we don't. Uh, no, we receive. What does the mango tree do? What does it do? It simply receives nutrients from the ground. Sitting, just doing like this. Going with the wind, but receiving. Receiving. And as long as it keeps receiving, it will be a fruit. No man, have you ever seen somebody who is hungry? And then you say, and he goes, what I did, I'm trying to be full. <laughs> no. You eat. A very enjoyable experience. Yet you end up being full. No man eats and keeps eating that doesn't get full. No man hears and keeps hearing that doesn't have faith. 
So instead of trying, ah, I'm believing. No, no, no. Just keep hearing. Keep loading yourself with the right information. Keep hearing. It's doing something to your mind. Every transform, you are there, number, the first person there and the last person to leave. You are hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. And it looks like nothing is changing, but something is changing on the inside. And when the inside changes, the outside has to change. Another thing is association. Hang around people. Let me, let me just say, because of time, let me just say, go straight and tell you some things you need to do. Anything you're trying to achieve, you're trying to, you're looking at fullness, you're like, come on, look at the business I'm running. This, is, this doesn't reflect fullness. If Jesus was running Boda Boda, what, where, what would be the level of his Boda Boda? Because that's your capacity. As he is. Or you don't believe that again. Do you still believe that as he is, so are you in this world? Okay, so look, look at my level. Look at what I'm doing. Okay, look at where I'm supposed to be. So my question is this. My, my statement is this. Look at, look at, set a goal. Set a goal where you want to, the level you want to function at. And do this. Find someone who has done 10 times that. 10 times where you are trying to get to. The, your, your next not your dream, entire dream. Your entire dream, nobody has done 10 times of it. It's a, it's a God-given dream. I'm talking about your next goal. Who has done 10 times that? Who is operating at 10 times that level? Find them. Break into their circle. Break into their friendship. Break into the relationship with them. And people always tell me when I say that, Pastor Noel, how can I, you know, these people, they, they don't even, they are so pompous, they don't want anybody to come around them, they don't, da, 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 da. No, that's not true. Let me tell you something. It doesn't matter about their temperament. The scriptures cannot be broken. Every man is a friend to him that gives gifts. A man's gift will make room for him and bring him before great men. That scripture can never be broken. I've used it. I relate with the biggest men of God because that's my own line. So every year I say, what do you want to achieve this year? There's a man of God in India who, is, who has planted 16,000 churches. I'm in discussions now to go see him in November. Because here I am trying to do 1,000 churches. Someone has done 16,000. Where should I hang out? I can't be talking to somebody who is trying to go and start a church. <laughs> no. So I'm, I'm talking to my friend, Pastor Matt. I'm saying, hook me up with that guy. We're flying down there November or December. I'm going to go and hang out with him. Just sit down there. First of all, you will feel angry when you see him. His level of operation will make you angry at yourself. And a lot of people run from that discomfort. And they never break out. But allow yourself to feel that pain. Hang around people that make you look stupid. Make you feel stupid. You go and see a real mentor, you live there like, what's my life about? <laughs> Hang around people like that. And then after a while, he, first of all, then your, your, your talk and his talk will be, will be clashing. He's talking at a level you have not been talking. After a while, you know what happens? You start, being, you start being comfortable in his company. Something is changing inside of you because he has not changed, so you are the one changing. You start being comfortable in his company. You move from a stranger to a settler in that domain. And after a while, there's no, you come back to what you are used to. And it's, it's, no, it's no longer used to you. You are no longer used to it. Something has shifted. Did you learn something today? Yeah. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Let me pray for you. Bow your heads wherever you are. Oh, hallelujah. Before I pray, you just take a moment and just talk to God. Take a moment and talk to God. And just hear from him. What are the areas right now that you need to make some adjustments? Converse with God about the things you heard. I said so many things, but there are some things that spoke to you. Converse with God about the things that you've heard. Talk to him. Make decisions in his presence, before him. Who do you need to connect with? 
Who do you need to break away from? What do you need to start hearing? What do you need to stop hearing? Father, in the name of Jesus, I have delivered your word and the integrity of it to your people. That's my part that you've enabled me to do. And now, Lord, your part is to confirm the word. And I pray that everyone here will have an ongoing experience with you that began right this moment. That everyone will be able to say a year from now, what I heard today made me a better person, changed my life, transformed me. Some things were birthed. I pray for wisdom to apply these things. I pray, oh God, that you will, in the next 30 days, bring such encouraging confirmations to your people. And they will know I'm on the right path. It's changing. I have no doubt that you've heard me. And if you hear me, then I know I have the petitions I ask of you. So I thank you because this is done. In Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.